0: Yo, what's up?
1: Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, August 11th, 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Adioye Jr. Joining me is the LaCroix Poppy himself, a.k.a. my fellow Forbes 30 under 30, a.k.a. Tim Ma-fucking-Geddies.
0: Let Tim host Bless. It's a brilliant, brilliant morning to be here with you. Very excited about it this is. episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily. Let's get it.
1: Uh, another Thursday. This is our second Thursday together. And mm-hmm. o- honestly, I think it feels great. Like, of lot. course, you know, I love the Mondays with you, but coming off of last Thursday, I feel like last Thursday's show was wonderfully chaotic. And yes. I can feel that this show might be similarly wonderfully it's chaotic. Ruined. It's brewing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do want to address the elephant in the room. Please I got do. a haircut. And mm-hmm. my haircut, I know it's not bad, but it deeply upsets me because my barber did the thing where, you know, shout out you know Jabari, if you're watching this, you're wonderful. You're still going to be my barber. I don't have beef with you, Jabari. But he did cut off too much of my hair. And so now I don't have like the the longer somewhat messy hair that I'm used to. It's all clean now and I don't like I don't like it. It's too plus, short. Plus I like the longer.
0: You you've learned the lesson at this point. And that's mm-hmm. the thing is when you have something you got to look fancy for, you can't go too close to the sun. You got to yeah. give it a 3-day buffer because you yeah. never know. There's I would say there's a 1 in 5 chance in my experience that you're going to have the situation you're having now, which I have all the time. This this haircut's grown in a bit, uh, so I, I got my hair back. But it was a similar situation to you where I had I had to look good for a shoot and then mm-hmm. cut it a little too close. And I was like, oh, you went just a little shorter than I want. So now, like, you see these little nimbly bimblies? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see those nimbly yeah. bimblies. It's because my hair was too short, so they never grew out quite the right way. Um, but, bless, let me tell you, you're close to greatness. I feel like this – Tomorrow, the next day, it's going to be exactly how you want it to look. Because I'm with you. Well, right now, this is a 9 out of 10 bless yeah. haircut. But yeah. we know that Blessing is fucking capable of those 10 out of 10s. Because you be pulling those things out every couple months, man.
2: Thank, you
1: man.
0: Thank
2: I, I, you, man. I also I also said before the show that for whatever reason, this length of hair makes you look a little bit more buff. And you know what? I kind of like it. that. Yeah. I, I left the barber feeling like
1: I – I feel like it was more – it felt like almost like I was going for a military cut or something like that with like the the amount of you know as, as, with as much as they cut it you know I left the barber feeling like John Cena a little bit and that's not yeah. what I wanted. Mm. But honestly, like looking in the mirror lately, I've been like, hey, okay, you know what? It's fine. It's fine. It's growing on me a little bit. It's growing, yeah. about, growing uh, on me. Every hey, day. hey, there it is. Enough about that, Tim. Let's talk mm-hmm. about today's stories, which include PlayStation blocking games from Game Pass, Dragon Ball coming to Fortnite, and more because this. Kind of Funny Games daily, each and every week at 10 a.m. live right here on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on YouTube.com slash kindoffunnygames, Roosterteeth.com, or you can listen later on podcast services around post show housekeeping for you are you ready to rumble well friday we're doing a sponsored rumble verse stream with a bunch of guests from iron galaxy to talk about the launch of their brawler royale come play with greg and mike in private kind of funny matches after kfgd at 11 a.m pacific time thank you to our patreon producers froggo brady guy v and the saboteur today we're brought to you by chime and me but we'll tell you about that later for now let's begin with what is and forever will be the Oprah report
2: <laughs>
1: it's time for some news we have six stories today <laughs> a does it starting with our 0.1 right as we were starting the show tim you mm-hmm. added a story
0: to the document. i did i let me read this one bless okay let me Go let me it. take this one all right this comes from comicbook.com from Cade onder god of war ragnarok reportedly causing developers to move their games god of war ragnarok is reportedly such a titan of a game that other studios are moving out of its way and delaying their titles god of war ragnarok is easily one of the most anticipated titles on the horizon and is one of the games expected to be in the awards race at the end of 2022 there's still a lot of mystery surrounding god of war ragnarok but the game's release date was recently revealed and ensured that it would have a prime slot in the holiday season with that said According to Tim Geddes from Kind of Funny, developers oh. <laughs> and publishers may be, quote, scared of God of War and Ragnarok. Geddes went on to note that he's had business calls with various people. <laughs> is that is that not what you said? <laughs> that is what I said. That is what I said. He's noted that he has business calls with various people who said things that he was, quote, shocked by. <laughs> I'm such a fucking turd. You know what I mean? <laughs> like... I say things that get quoted, like I'm on business calls. People are going to be scared and shocked. <laughs> uh, he stated that developers and publishers were getting out of the way of God of War Ragnarok and, quote, pulling out of things. <laughs> he didn't get too specific, but stated that it's all in service of giving God of War Ragnarok its space. Uh, and then they, they link a video of us talking about it that Corey Bartlog also retweeted, which was pretty cool. Uh, Gettys didn't mention any titles or publishers, but Forspoken recently moved from October to January 2023, something fans speculated could be uh, due to other releases releases this fall Ubisoft recently scheduled Skull and Bones for November 8th blah 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 there's a couple other things there now let me let me just say this. let me just say this I, being completely honest and completely real I do not know a single thing about games getting delayed because of this okay. I have had calls on the back end talking to people about marketing deals and about sponsorship stuff and how that those dollars are being affected when it re- relates to the release of games uh and in my past that has led me to believe, like, oh, the marketing budget that was supposed to be here for this game isn't there mm. anymore. Why? It might be getting delayed. So there's a lot of maybes mm. there. But just to be completely honest with y'all, there is nothing confirmed. I don't know a single game that has been officially delayed because of God of War Ragnarok. A lot of this is just... I've been around the the block a couple times when it comes to these things. So sometimes where there's smoke... Where there's smokes, there's fires. Remember. There's fire. I'm remember, just remember saying, like, is fires.
2: Tim Getty's really Jeff Grubb? Have we seen I them in know. the same room? I don't know. I mean, I, I, say, I feel like man. I've
1: seen them in the same call at some point, but also, you know, it's really easy to to spoof things. I, it, is, is the image that we I see of Jeff crazier. Grubb
2: just like a, a CG rendering of like a fake man, you know? And it's really just Tim behind it. Yeah, that. like you
1: you take Tim Gettys, you like Photoshop and stretch his proportions enough, he becomes <laughs> Jeff Grubb. Yeah, I can see it honestly.
0: Yeah, yeah. You just Somebody make that happen. Mario's the Mario sixty four. Someone just take my face yeah. in Mario sixty four. Me here, I'll move my mic. Do
1: you like the the mini game from Mario Party? A similar thing where you would stretch bowser's face right, so you know i want you to stretch tim's face making jeff grubb i'm looking at y'all you guys know who you are the edit the editors the the fan creators are kind of funny you guys mm-hmm. know your names
0: mm-hmm. again i just want to shout out everybody uh never thought in my life i i would be quoted in any article let alone i mean this- when
1: when you said it on the i was listening to the show it sounded scoopish i was like
0: oh shit tim knows things like tim is dropping the hey, scoops. I, d- I do things every once in a while you know what i mean but i'm never trying to present them in a way that's like, like i try write to, an article know, about scooper. this no nah, like no 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 it scares me and don't be writing articles about me don't write articles about what mm-hmm. i say not because like it just scares me and also Whoa. i don't deserve it because literally i'm just saying that <laughs> i have had business calls <laughs> Hey, like, like, be more curious what those
1: business calls, business calls are, you know? Like, when you say you're yeah. talking on phones with business, it's like, oh, shit, he's talking to Square, he's talking to Xbox, yeah. Phil Spencer, he's talking, to, oh, all, he's yeah, talking to Mr. Nintendo, he's talking to all the people about the, them delaying their games. Now, when, when Cory Barlog quote-tweeted the tweet, was your reaction one of, oh, cool, Cory Barlog's qu- quote-tweeting us, or was it, oh, no, <laughs> he, like, he's hearing what I'm saying about people getting out the way of his game?
0: I, I'm going to be honest, my first thought was, what did I say? Mm-hmm. Fuck. And then I watched the video again and I was like, okay, cool. I didn't say anything bad. But then I started thinking about like, oh, Corey's getting this out there, which means more people are going to see it. Is someone going to hear this and think the wrong thing. I don't mm. know. Anyway, here we are. This is always the be. fear. This, yeah. There's always the fear. There's always the fear, but I'm just going to say this right now. You, I can put this on the record. All right. I don't know. Shit. In fact, I'm going to go as far as say Tim Geddes does not know. Shit. All right. Use either of those quotes, depending if you want to use third person. See, I, I feel like I, I I feel Tim like Geddes is the, selling
2: himself short. The fact that he had to specify Tim Gettys mm-hmm. makes it seem like, you know, his Jeff Grubb persona does no shit, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Someone get on it. Quote me more tomorrow, please.
2: It is nerve-wracking
1: when something you said on the show breaks outside of the YouTube and podcast sphere and ends up on Twitter. Because mm-hmm. we've been doing that lately with the, with the clips, and it's been killing it, honestly. Shout out to Roger. Well, Roger will clip out things from the show now to well, actually put on, on The Twitter. directors
2: clip out the things, and then we send it to Roger, and then he makes them look pretty.
1: Good correction, yeah. And so, like, we have our clips end, ending up on Twitter, which is, like, ended up in, you know, usually, if I say, if I say some bullshit, it's between me and you, Tim, and Barry mm-hmm. Courtney on mm-hmm. the ones and twos, and our mm-hmm. Twitch chat. Right. And the people listening to the podcast, right? Usually though it doesn't break out of that sphere. Usually I don't have to deal with the Twitter mentions and people being like, ah, at Blessing Jr. is wrong whenever I say Spider-Man the series is better than Batman, the video game series. All right, which is true. Which is true. Usually it's I don't not. need to deal with that on Twitter though. Yesterday, let me tell you, I know. When that clip out went on Twitter, I was like, ah fuck, here we go. Yep. All right, people are gonna be tagging me. And listen, I still stand by it. I still think the Spider-Man games are better than the Batman games. I'm not gonna argue I just, super hard. Just, I, don't, just... I don't think it's a wide game gap
2: it just you said that the world of is spider-man 2018 we're gonna have this conversation on a different design is better designed than arkham city's open world it's just new york I, it's a better okay well it's just arkham it's a better open world game is what i'll say what's story number one Bless?
1: you can't swing around in Batman the way you can swing around and run on walls
2: you and can have to get glide time with and still you got your grapple hook that makes you boost and then you glide some more like more fast and it's really fun. Uh, all right, we'll table, dark, let's take this for Gamescast. Hold
1: this back. We're going to actually have the the scientific debate. We're going to play the games, we're going to do all that. For now, let's hop into our actual story number 1. Microsoft claims that Sony pays for blocking rights to keep games off of Game Pass. This comes from Tom Warren at The Verge. Microsoft has claimed Sony pays for blocking rights to stop developers from adding their content to Xbox Game Pass. The explosive claims are part of documents filed with Brazil's National Competition Regulator and part of a review of Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard. Quote, Microsoft's ability to continue expanding Game Pass has been hampered by Sony's desire to inhibit such growth, claims Microsoft in an August 9th filing uh, to the Administrative Council for Economic Defense, as translated from Portuguese. Quote, Sony pays for blocking rights to prevent developers from adding content to Game Pass and other competing subscription services, end quote. Does this mean Sony is evil and Microsoft is casually out here revealing some dastardly business practices? The reality is likely a little more complicated on both sides. Sony could simply be paying for exclusive rights for its own streaming services, or it may have clauses in some publishing contracts that prevent some games it publishes from being published on rival subscription services. Microsoft is attempting to convince Brazil's CADE regulator that it should waive waive through the company's proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard for $68.7 billion. While the Federal Trade Commission, the FTC, is analyzing documents from Microsoft on its acquisition in the US, that correspondence is private. That's not the case in Brazil, as we've learned in recent weeks, uh, where its its competition regulator offers up public documents that provide unique insight into business competition between Microsoft and Sony. Microsoft also argues that not distributing games like Call of Duty at rival console stores would simply not be profitable for the company. Microsoft has previously made it clear it'll keep Call of Duty on PlayStation. Microsoft says a strategy of not distributing Activision Blizzard games on rival consoles would only be profitable if the games could attract a high number of players over to the Xbox ecosystem, resulting in revenue to compensate for losses from not selling these titles on on rival consoles. So we got a little bit of two news stories in one here, but to start off with the one that I think... Is more the talk of the town, even though I don't know if it necessarily needs to be, is the idea that Sony is blocking games from ending up on Xbox Game Pass. Uh, Tim, what do you think of this dastardly behavior from Sony?
0: (laughs) I do think that it's just twisting words to make the headline more interesting than it actually is. Because, I mean, as this goes on to explain, it's less that they are actively paying to not allow games to, to be on Game Pass. It's more that they have deals and those deals don't allow Game Pass to have it, right? So... It, it's like a semantics thing, but at the end of the day, there's a huge difference there in, in terms of how you get to the destination. Uh, so I think that the dastardly elements of it are kind of pulled back a bit. You know, it doesn't make it ideal for gamers, definitely not. But, you know, Final Fantasy 7 Remake is still not on Xbox. And that's kind of just how this works with uh, exclusivity deals, right? Like that that means that technically, yeah, it's the, the, the rights are blocked for that to be on Game Pass, but that's a techni- te- technicality more than xbox getting uh or sony paying to have things blocked from from microsoft in, in a in that specific way that is a end result of it but that is not the intended desire
1: yeah for me it comes back to what works best for developers who are trying to figure out how to market their games and get the best out of their their game releases and a lot of that for me is when you look at indie titles for example right and like we talk about playstation indies all the time especially on ps I love you if you look at the last year you look at games like sifu or stray those games have been and i believe those games are both PlayStation places so those might be bad examples but let's extrapolate from there right roller drone other games that might come out cross-platform at least eventually right when we talk about these games there's that association with playstation because we see them at state of plays we see them revealed at PlayStation showcases, right, the original PS5 Mm -hmm. showcases where we saw Mm -hmm. uh, Stray and quite a few indie games that we associate with the platform. If those games, let's say five months later, came out on Xbox Game Pass, I could see the case of, well, as Sony, that doesn't necessarily make a great deal for us because we are having these games be the things that prop up our platform, right? We are trying to build a an ideal catalog a catalog that's worth getting excited for and if the conversation becomes well hey Seafood is coming to playstation but we know six months later that'll end up on the xbox game pass that then does take that inherent value away from playstation owning that game and evangelizing that game and marketing that game and that works on both sides where you know, Sony gets to have Sifu in its ch- in its war chest of, hey, this is why you need a PlayStation 5. But then also the developers of Sifu get to um, get that marketing push, right? And get that like, th- think about how much we were talking about Sifu leading up to it because they were at Sony events and because we now associate that game with the PlayStation, right? And it is still mm-hmm. PlayStation PlayStation exclusive. A lot of this comes down to deals that end up being great for both the developer and for also. PlayStation. And even though as the audience, I think a lot of us are like, well, it'd be great if these games were everywhere. I think that's just the reality of the situation, um, especially when you want to get your game uh, out in the forefront. And it even works the opposite way where there are games that come out to g- come out on Game Pass that get pushed and uh, gain popularity because they're on Game Pass. I think back to the original release of games like Outer Wilds or games like um, uh, Void Bastards, or even recently Escape Academy. Think about how much that conversation was about Oh, yeah, this game is dope. And also, you can get it on Game Pass right now. You know, with that, I'm sure Xbox on their side probably has some deals that say, hey, also, can you not release this on PS Plus? (laughs) Like, can you not put this on PS Plus Extra? We want this uh, Game Pass release to be special for us. Right. These are deals that exist across um, different publishers. And I do think it makes sense. It is all part of marketing.
0: Yeah, totally. And it's one of those things that I feel like as these subscription services uh continue to become more and more of the, if not the norm, like a, a bigger part of the the pie chart when it comes to game pass and on the Xbox side, I feel like that is quickly happening where they care more about Game Pass subscriptions than they do selling individual titles of games on the PlayStation side with everything on PlayStation Plus, like they're, you know, just had their, their big uh kind of reintroduction to the worlds in a lot of ways. Like what's that gonna look like? a year two years from now and how does it affect these type of deals because you know we've seen different waves and eras of the industry at this point when it comes to how games are released like uh it wasn't too long ago that halo 2 you had to buy a a separate disc to get the downloadable map pack uh because dlc wasn't a thing you know mm-hmm. but then dlc became a thing season passes become a thing just the way games are monetized and the way uh things are done changes and you know there was a a decade of dealing with DLC exclusive things on Xbox versus PlayStation and having to deal with all the the ramifications of that. I think that we're at a better, more concise era at this point where there's a, a bit clearer of an understanding. And uh, a lot of in a lot of ways, Xbox is blazing the trail and it is on PlayStation to just kind of, even though PlayStation kind of did a lot of the stuff first, it's on them to make sure that PlayStation yeah. Plus isn't so much, it doesn't need to be a one-to-one competitor with Game Pass, but that it is offering uh, things like Sifu and like uh, those type of games that you were talking about that uh, we'll see how much more of that they have, how many more strays they have yeah. Uh in And, I, and
1: we- I would imagine, like, I'm surprised, I'm so surprised that this month, neither uh, Rollerdrome nor We Are OFK are PS Plus extra titles a roller drone does have the trials that they have been promoting for playstation plus premium but who gives a fuck about trials (laughs) like come on Uh, i'm surprised these games aren't actually on the service because that feels like what they that that feels like what they've been building towards right especially having stray be there day and day on playstation plus extra and the reintroduction of playstation plus being this thing that has felt more adjacent to being a competitor to game pass right not one for one competitor obviously because game pass is going way harder with having first party games on the platform but for playstation i would at least think hey give me one really cool playstation indie game a month on there that we are talking about right if sifu came out uh, after the reintroduction i would expect a game like sifu to be free on on playstation plus extra when little devil inside eventually comes out i would expect that to be free on playstation plus extra and so far i like that is my that's my expectation as good business but you know, as far as the expectation that they're building now, not having Roller Dome and other games on on there for the month of August, I am like, ah, oh, I wonder if that's gonna be the case, right? Now I wouldn't be surprised if Little Double Inside is just a trial and not actually yeah. on the service. But I think if they want it to work, if they want, if they at, at least want to be competitive in the subscription wars, they should do that. That should that that should be the way they they should go about it.
0: Yeah, you know it's really interesting. My my friend James, uh, is a the is a gamer, a Bloodborne bur- uh, blood uh, fan. He he definitely is. Uh, but he he's a gamer, but he's not somebody that like he doesn't listen to podcasts. He doesn't go to websites to read about. it. He doesn't follow any social media game stuff. Like he just kind of every once in a while asks me like, is there games I'm missing? What should I be playing? Like like that's the type of guy he is. But he has a PlayStation and he loaded it up and saw Sifu because Sifu was being promoted months mm-hmm. ago and playstation did a good enough job of just promoting it on their store that he was like oh this is the game they're pushing i should buy it so going back to your original point it's like those little partnerships do go a long way for outside of our normal ecosystem people that watch state of play so we already knew to be excited about sifu uh and then he ended up platinuming that and then months later uh he i was just hanging out with him this weekend and he was like yo you hear about this game stray and i was like oh yeah and he was like dude like uh, I was free with PlayStation uh, Plus w- with my the tier that I have, so I downloaded it and I platinumed it, <laughs> and I'm just like, Hell yeah, geez. damn! Nice. So it's like, is this cool that like the the PlayStation is working? I feel like a lot of the times it's you. We always talk about the Xbox side of things because they are killing it, but I think that uh, these little anecdotal stories, not true yeah. about everybody, but I legitimately know somebody that PlayStation Plus is a genuine surprise to them you know that they are getting value out of it from decisions like stray so yeah and like there's more of that
1: these partnership deals are good for again good for the developers right even beyond playstation and xbox you look at epic game store and i remember the story when that first launched was about them trying to get those exclusive releases on that store and they would pay a lot of money to get games on there and guess what that money would pay off a lot of the game development for these indie developers who you know oftentimes you hear the stories of hey i am spending all the money i have to make this video game because it turns out video games are expensive they take a lot of time and a lot most of the time they are a risk when you are uh, an indie developer uh, creating your own game when you have a Epic Game Store coming to you and going, hey, we'll, we will pay off the development of your game for you to be on our store for a year or two years exclusively. That's huge, right? That's big for that game. And, and they will also get that marketing push on the Epic Game Store as well. The same thing goes for Xbox Game Pass. I'm sure the same thing goes for um, uh, PlayStation as well in either PS Plus Extra or PS Plus um, Essential, right? These partnerships are huge. And yeah, they're going to come with the um non-competes, right? Hey, don't be on this, ser- this service at this time. That's just the reality of it. And I think that is just to find the best case scenario for all involved. And not all of them, you know, are going to be, you know, great for the developers, right? Like there is still, I'm sure there is a spectrum of, hey, some of these publishers are fucking us, right? Yeah. Some of these publishers are not, and I and the, I don't really have a good example in the video game space, but I know, like, as somebody who listens to a, to a lot of rap music, there is often talk of, like, 360 deals and deals between artists and their, um, I want to say publisher because it's video games, artists and their record label about, like, oh, yeah, we get like 99% of the music sales that you get on this thing, but you'll get sales back on like live touring and stuff like that, right? Like artists get screwed a lot of times when it comes to uh, these kind of deals. And I'm sure that same thing probably exists uh, in video games to some extent. I would love to talk talk to indie developers about it because I'm sure that that would lead to really interesting conversations. But in the best case scenarios, yeah, like these deals tend to be good for uh, multiple parties involved. Mm -hmm. Now to the second part of the news story, talking about Call of Duty, this is one that I like reading because this is the argument that I've been making since the top of it. as, as in the, Again, to the, um, for what the article says, right? This is Microsoft arguing that not distributing games like Call of Duty at rival console stores would not be profitable uh, for the company, and so they're going to have those games remain to be on those stores. I said this, I believe, when the deal first um, started, and I'll say it again. You don't buy Activision Blizzard and call of duty for 60 something billion dollars and go all right now let's cut off call of duty money like call of duty money is so big and so and like so um important to what that franchise is that you know i don't think going exclusive on game pass with call of duty is the way to go specifically for that franchise i understand it for bethesda i understand it for other games call of duty i think is just way uh, way too important and way too much of a cash uh, cash cow uh, to go that direction with and so that makes sense to me
0: yeah, we'll see, man. The Call of Duty exclusivity thing is is something that fascinates me endlessly, where I can't wait to see how the the whole Microsoft Activision buyout, how that works out, and how the Call of Duty side works out three, five, seven years from now. Like, mm-hmm. how wild is everything going to be? It's
1: going to we'll be different. See. Hopefully, it's better for Call of Duty. Hopefully, they take at least a yeah. year off now, um, or at least figure out a way to not oversaturate Call of Duty, because I think that's the big problem right now. But We'll see about that later for now. Mm-hmm. Let's hop into story number two. Could you see or could you need a PSN account to play PlayStation games on PC in the future? This is Chris Skolian at Video Games Chronicle. A new FAQ on Sony's website hints that PC ports of PlayStation games may require a PSN account at some point in the future. A section on the official PlayStation website dedicated to PC games contains information for players looking to buy PlayStation Studios titles on Steam or the Epic Game Store. While some answers on the site FAQ are definitive, such as one regarding trophy support for PC games, quote, they will not sync with your trophies list uh, on your PSN profile, end quote. Others include the word, quote, currently, implying that the situation has potential to change in the future. Under a question about requiring a PSN account to play PlayStation games on PC, the site states, quote, no, you currently do not need, need a PSN account to enjoy PlayStation Studios games on PC, end quote. The site also says it is, quote, currently not possible to transfer save data from the PS4 or PS5 version of a PlayStation Studios game to the PC version. PlayStation Studios games on PC, such as God of War, Horizon Zero Dawn, Days Gone, and this week's latest release, Marvel Spider-Man Remastered, uh, can be played without the need to sign up for a PSN account. Now, Tim, Mm -hmm. I feel like this new story is like doing a little bit of stretching with like the one word in the FAQ kind of thing. What I will say about it is that I do hope eventually they find ways to link your PSN account and, in turn, allow cross-save. Because I think cross-save would be so huge between PlayStation and PC. And trophy support. And trophy support.
0: All that stuff would be huge. And I feel like, again, ecosystem is so important. It's something that Xbox has down pat at this point. And uh, PlayStation is playing catch-up in every single way when it comes to... (laughs) from how smart delivery just works on xbox and look at how it works on playstation or doesn't it even exist whatever it is plus all of this type of stuff on xbox it just you can just keep playing the games now with the steam deck being as big of a success that it is as it is just being able to play it seamlessly transfer onto your pc like there's so many different great options with this stuff that i am endlessly frustrated when i'm looking at Things and I just want them to work a specific way, and then they don't. And this is a perfect example of it: of uh, booting up Spider Man on PC, and just being like, "I just want to swing around wearing one of my fancy shiny outfits. I want to see it all ray traced." I'm like, "Oh wait, I don't have it. I need to start from the beginning." Like that yeah. sucks. That it's 2022 and, should not be the way.
1: And like, could you just imagine the world we live in where? You know, Miles Morales. I am I've been on the, the platinum track for that game. I've taken I've I've taken a break since January on it, but I'm very I'm like 80% there for the Miles mm-hmm. Morales Platinum. Miles Morales <clears throat> at some point during this fall is gonna come to, to PC. I believe that was announced kind of funny.com slash so you're wrong. Um could you imagine the perfect world we live in where it comes to PC, I can pick up my Steam Deck, download Miles Morales, and just finish the rest of the platinum there. That is the dream scenario, or like the far-flung feature where playstation has decided to you know be nice to us and release days they day, uh, release games day and date on pc and playstation and i can just go back and forth from my ps5 to playing a game on my steam deck negatively without any sort of streaming that would be incredible it would. that would be the dream or like for you i know like going from playing on ps5 with the dual sense all that stuff and then deciding mm-hmm. hey
0: i want to play an ultra wide and then being able to play on your monitor it'd be amazing man honestly like that would be so utterly fantastic and we're close oh god we're so close we're so very very close to to making all this happen uh and i mean look i know at this point i'm just kind of like going on a tirade but it's like i i wish that cross save and cross progression would just work uh across so many different games, everything everything like i'm playing sonic origins on my playstation and on my switch i just want my my switch progress to work towards the same thing so i can get the platinum Can it just be that easy? You know, I mean, and I understand there's so much that goes into that. But like, there doesn't need to be guys. Like, Let's figure it out. Dude, just uh, last
1: night, I downloaded multiverses on my um, Steam Deck because I'm traveling today. And, you know, I've been hooked on multiverses for the last week. And I was so pleasantly surprised and happy when I linked my account. It took a few steps because... Who has a WB account? Like, I had to figure out what my password was for my yeah. WB account. Uh, but once I got through those steps, uh, I was able... What the fuck? I just, I just noticed the Jeff Grubb thing. How long has that been there?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's been there for a little bit. Shout out to R. <laughs> LeCruve Le- on Twitter Aww. for uh, making this. Roger Kingus uh, on Twitter
0: for making this. This Love is it. fantastic. Love it. I, don't like it. I
1: don't like it. It's, like, it's disturbing.
0: <sighs> it is. Jesus. Anyway. I kind of like it. I'm kind of into it. Anyway, I want to
2: see you with this
1: long of
0: hair now too. (laughs) Oh my god.
1: Tim would rock this this kind of hair. I don't know. I don't
0: know. But I appreciate it, y'all. Looking like Tarzan Tim. Uh,
1: (laughs) But yeah, like once I got my multiverses account linked and uh was able to boot up the game on my Steam Deck. All my challenges were there. My progression was there. My level 10 LeBron was right there. And I could just pick up and start playing again. And it is such a magical feeling. Like, I had the same thing for Knockout City as well. And I didn't even have to link anything. I just booted it up and it just automatically somehow knew that it was my account from PlayStation. And I was like, oh, yeah. perfect. That is that is the future right there. Totally, like, That man. is the, like, the cross-play, cross-progression future that we're building towards.
0: Yeah, it is, and the, the I know that people don't like launchers and don't like having to sign in a million times. And look, I'm one of those people too. Like, like you just said, uh, when I had to sign in multiverses, I was like, I'm sure I have a WB Games account, but like, what is it? That must be like mm-hmm. seven passwords ago, and then you have to do the whole request to new password, blah blah blah. It's like, oh man, it's, it's just it's, just, it's, it's, it's the those fact little that little things, man. It's the
1: it's the the fat the the thing that got me is it's one of those passwords that requires a uh, a symbol as well it's not just like you know numbers and capitals and mm-hmm. whatever is they're like yeah can you put a symbol in here too and i'm like ah goddamn if i knew if i knew it was one of them ones yeah. i wouldn't know what my password was
0: exactly exactly yeah, it,
1: fu- it fucked me up but the developers keep doing it make the cross play feature happen make the cross progression feature happen and let us be able to play all the games wherever we want with our saves and make it awesome
0: mm-hmm.
1: tim before we move on to the next news story i want to let people out there know about patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can go and get the show ad free and speaking of ads Let us tell you about our sponsors.
3: No one. And the rock means no one. Likes waiting on a paycheck. Especially ladies and gentlemen, when you've got bills due. Good thing there's now Chime. Now you can get your paycheck up to two days early with direct deposit. That's up to two more days to save, pay bills, and generally just feel good about your money situation. Waiting for your money, never good. Getting your money in advance, great. Who wouldn't want that? Chime is more than about just getting paid early. It's also an award-winning mobile app, checking account, debit card, and optional savings account. So what are you waiting for? Hopefully not your paycheck. Get started with Chime today. Applying for a free account it takes less than two minutes. Get started at Chime.com slash KF Games. That's Chime.com slash KF Games. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank or Stride Bank and a members FDIC. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on the payer. Where'd the sunglasses go? Chime.com slash KF Games. That's Chime.com slash KF Games. Have you heard about the legendary underwear brand that's taken the podcast world by storm? Famous for their buttery soft undies and bralettes, Me Undies loves podcasts just as much as you do. It's like they're made for you, and you're made for them. You're made for each other. Now, of course, ladies and gentlemen, you know I love my Me Undies because they're the most comfortable underwear I've ever had, and because they have great patterns. As the king of Halloween, my candy corn pair never fails to make me smile. Everyone knows Me Undies for their super soft undies and comfy bralettes, but did you know they also make other stuff? We're talking about durable, cushy socks that will make your feet sing. They even make hoodies for your dog so you can match every important person in your life. Available in sizes XS to 4XL and tons of colors and prints, Miyunis know, says a great offer for my listeners. Any first-time purchasers can get 20% off plus free shipping and returns. To get 20% off your first order, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash funny. That's MeUndies.com slash funny. Story number three, it's finally happening. Dragon Ball is
1: coming to Fortnite. This comes directly from at game on Twitter, where they tweeted out, speak, name your wish august 16th 2022 they then have attach a picture of omega shenron looks like he's just been summoned ready to grant a wish tim i can't believe it we're in the best timeline
0: how hype is this i mean freaking Fortnite. how many times are we gonna say wow this is just the greatest crossover game ever they're doing the damn thing they're getting goku y'all like this is this is the thing that even Sakurai could not pull off. You know what I mean? Wow, like, wow! This was you the one there. thing, man. You and took it Obviously, there. like I, I know that, like I'm semi joking about that, but like jokes aside, this is a big deal, man. Oh, yeah. Like, be, like Fortnite just continues to add all the characters that people are wanting. Like, this is such a a wish fulfillment, man. Like, yeah. good
1: for them. And like you know. It's almost as if anime and Dragon Ball is has a wide reach even
2: yeah. within Western audiences.
1: Mm. Yeah, and mm. like
2: Dragon Ball wasn't even the first anime to be in here, right? We had Naruto. No, you know? yeah, we had Naruto. Yeah, and like that, some would say also has a very big reach. You know, it, mm-hmm. it's, some, it's some might say like games can be improved
1: by having anime in them. Donald Mustard, man of taste, is what mm-hmm. people say. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. This man, know he knows how to pick them. You know, get Naruto in there, get Kratos in there, get Dragon Ball Z in there. The franchises people love. I'm mm-hmm. like Greg Miller. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to pull in a question from Alec Bobco, who writes into Patreon.com slash kind of funny games, just like you, and says. What's up, KFD crew? Is August about to be Fortnite's biggest month yet? It was announced today, after all the leaks, that Dragon Ball Z collab with Fortnite is happening on August 16th. This is immediately follow, uh, following up Fortnite, bringing back most, if not all, the Marvel skins. I know Fortnite rakes in the money all the time, but having Marvel and DBZ going back-to-back is huge. Curious to know your thoughts. Have a great day, and keep up the amazing work. I, and I, and I want to one-up this question. Is there any higher that Fortnite can go? I feel
0: like, how, has, has Fortnite peaked? How do, you, how do you surpass what you've done? Well that's the thing man is like they they have built the foundation it kind of reminds me of Smash Brothers for obvious reasons it being a crossover game but like you look at Melee right and the characters that it added then it was like cool we went to Brawl we had the addition of Sonic it's a like, cool third party characters are uh, available Snake as well then we get to the Wii U and then eventually Ultimate and we're really with Ultimate like cool all the classic Nintendo characters, all the Pokemon you could ever want, every Sword Fire Emblem character possible. They're all here. But then also they were like, cool, what are the iconic third-party titles? And you start going through all that stuff. The one thing that they never got to was outside of video games, right? That's Mm kind of where Fortnite started. Then they started going back to the video games the other way. So I do think Mm -hmm. that there's still a lot of IP and different branding things, especially on the Nintendo side of things, if they could ever pull that off, right? Like that would be, I think the next big step uh, for Fortnite would be getting the Mm. Nintendo official IP. Do you think there is anything bigger than what they've gotten
1: uh, already, right? Because Nintendo would be big, right? To get the Mario characters, all that stuff. I think that would be another huge infinity Mm -hmm. stone on your gauntlet. But with having, you know, Marvel in there, with having uh, Dragon Ball Z, with having DC in there, with having Star Wars in there, are there any franchises that like supersedes those that I mean, like, yo, that would dude, take it up to the next level.
0: Real talk, no jokes aside. We had Ariana Grande, right? Like yeah. they're 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 in we the real. They get real people in this shit as well. The biggest thing in the world would be Kim Kardashian, mm. and I'm not saying I want it, but I'm just saying Kim Kardashian no, right. is the most recognizable famous person in the world. And you know, you try to think like who else could even potentially rival that? Get Beyonce the in there. Get Beyonce. I mean, the rock is already in there. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. So it's like Kim K, baby. Fuck it. The whole Kardashian squad. <laughs> get all of them. Get, get yeah, them. Get the. Them all. Uh, I guess Travis
1: Scott is kind of included in there, right? Like,
0: yeah, that's know. the thing. Hey, yeah. they, we're like, we we already the halfway backups. there.
1: <laughs> well, there you go. Congratulations, Fortnite. Uh, speaking of update, updates, story number four, Fall Guys is having a huge Sonic event. Uh, this again comes from at Fall Guys game on Twitter. Uh, they tweet out: "Speed, Sonic, Eggman, Tails, Knuckles, Supersonic are now in the Fall Guys store." There's also a very fancy and sassy emote. Also, a Sonic-themed level and event question mark exclamation point question mark exclamation point. Uh, they then go on to say, and "This is now from the Fall Guys website. Sonic's adventure comes to Fall Guys fast on August 11th through the 15th." Running at blister- blisteringly quick speed until August 15th. This five-day event is one of the best we've ever had in the Blunderdome, And it comes with a brand new level called Bean Hill Zone. Hell yeah. Bean Hill Zone Tim. Love it. Love that. This is awesome. I'm like, it is. I, I'm sad that like I'm gonna be busy for the next couple of days because I would love to just live in this. Dude, this, exactly, this looks really man. cool.
0: I I know Greg's talked a lot of shit about Fall Guys, uh, the cosmetics, cosmetics and stuff, but it's like, look, we're in the beginning of it. Like, we just just this story following the Fortnite story we just did. Eventually, Fall Guys is gonna get the investment, maybe not on a Fortnite level, but with the, the epic backing, they're gonna get a lot more of these cool things. And at some point, y'all, we're gonna be Kim Kardashian jumping around being hill zone.
1: <laughs> just tripping over, falling over, yeah. running alongside Travis Scott. Mm-hmm. I Do you think we get there? Because, like, I've been surprised that we haven't gotten there already. I understand Fortnite is the biggest thing Epic has as far as, like, video game software. Um, but they've also had Rocket League for a while. And I feel like, you know, Rocket League has had cool skins, right? And they've had, like, cool um, cosmetic stuff. I know the kind of
2: funny flag is in there. It's been there since They, uh, they had, like, a... Uh, like, uh... I think it was, like, and they had Wheels, Mario too, exactly. and they had, um, you know, like, the Batmobiles and stuff in there. Like, uh, they got really fun with it, uh, I remember, in the early days. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Rocket League,
1: I feel like we don't talk about Rocket League as, like, having the crazy skins and collides. Like, they're in there, but they definitely don't get Fortnite level. Do you think there's, like, uh, do you, uh, Tim, do you think there's levels to this? Do you think Fall Guys is ever able to get... Naruto and Dragon Ball Z yeah. and Marvel and DC and all the shit that Fortnite gets?
0: I, I do. I don't think all the things that Fortnite gets. I think that at the end of the day, it's money, right? This These are licensing things that are used as marketing to make more money, and the, everything has to add up. I think they're building the foundation with Fall Guys. Fall Guys was a major sensation, and it's essentially had a reboot with its uh kind of the new the free to play model and the for, the Fortnite model the epic games model that we we now have with things like Rocket League and um Fortnite and Fall Guys so look at Rocket League right any car uh cool option that they could have had they've done so far right like they've really kind of stretched their stuff where they they had the DeLorean they had the uh the Ghostbusters the Ecto 1 they had Fast and Furious cars like there, I think, are thinking on a game-by-game level of, like, what makes the most sense here. And I think Sonic and Fall Guys makes a lot of sense, right? Fortnite, I think, has a little bit more luxury to, like, just get wild and crazy. But I think that we're just in phase one of what an Epic Games Fall Guy universe looks like. I imagine that they're just going to keep building this and it's going to get more and more wild until I don't think it's going to be crazy to see some of the bigger crossovers, some big Star Wars, Marvel partnerships with Fall Guys, if they keep up the momentum that I think that they're going to. Now,
1: Tim, I, I feel like we're also in the, the multiverse saga, right? Not just in Marvel, oh, yeah. but in video in games life. when it comes to co- in life, but also when it comes to video games and getting the skins and getting uh, all getting Kim Kardashian and Fortnite and all that stuff. Do you think that ever tires out? Do you think we see an end to it? Do you think there comes a point where, you know, we they announced like a big Fortnite collaboration. Everybody's like, all right, cool. Another one. Like, what is this game anymore? We don't even know what Fortnite is for uh, Fortnite is just like whatever season one is now. It's just like amalgamation of all these different IPs and, and, and things. Do you think people ever tire out on that?
0: I, yes, people are going to tire out of it because they tire out of anything. And like you know, people these days get fatigued about legitimately anything, and that's just the way of life. Sure. So people get tired of it. Will everyone get tired of it? No, because it's cool. And at the end of the day, people like things, and they like multiple things that they like hanging out together. That's just. Mm-hmm. It is what it is, man. Since the dawn of time, people were playing with action figures. And if they weren't playing with action figures, they were playing with wood and little leaves. You know what I mean? They were banging those things together. That, <laughs> that is that the crossover the of the century, man. That was the collab back in the caveman days. Guess how fire was made, Bless? That was a collaboration. It was mm-hmm. a crossover.
1: Goddamn. And I asked the que- I asked the question mainly because, you know, Fall Guys, Rocket League, Fortnite seem to be the big pushes for Epic right now and they're free to play ongoing stuff. But they have announced more games. Like, we mm-hmm. you know they have... Um, Ah, uh, there's I know a uh, fucking remedies working on a billion things. It's either Project Condor or Project Andor. No, Andor is the Star Wars thing. Project mm-hmm. Vanguard. One of those is gonna be uh, is partnered with Epic as a new game. Epic is also partnered with like a bunch of other developers to to put out new games. And I wonder if all of those games adapt the same crossover style of cosmetics that we've seen in the three games that they're really pimping out right now. And like I, I I'm mainly wondering about the thought process of. What is the long-term strategy for monetizing these games and making sure that they feel fresh and making sure that we're not burning everybody out on a billion different crossovers at the same time? Yeah. But maybe that's just the hey, we'll answer that when we get there. Like maybe we'll just we'll just wait and see when and if people get tired out. And if they don't, then we'll just keep putting Goku and Kim Kardashian in there. And LeBron. Yeah, dude. I can't wait. Story number five: Microsoft says Elden Ring on Game Pass was a bug. This comes from Ryan Leston at IGN nope elden ring definitely isn't on game pass Uh, microsoft has confirmed that while some while some users saw elden ring appear on xbox cloud gaming as part of xbox game pass it was just a bug that has now been fixed quote if you've seen elden ring and other games appear as if as as if they might be playable on xbox cloud gaming or xbox game pass microsoft says this is a bug and it has rolled out a fix uh, said the verge editor tom warren via twitter Several games, including Elden Ring, GTA 5, and Soul Hackers 2, appeared on store pages and an ad promoting Xbox Cloud Gaming earlier today. But while many speculated that this meant an Xbox Game Pass debut for these titles, it looks as though it, would, uh, it was all an unintended mistake. Quote, we're aware of a bug that incorrectly displayed some titles as, as available with Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, a Microsoft spokesperson told Eurogamer. Quote, we rolled out a fix and this should now be updated, end quote. Tim, what I find interesting, slash funny about this is, when I saw the rumors circulating about um, Elden Ring and Soul Hacker Two and GTA Five being on Xbox Game Pass, I saw that and I was like, oh, that makes sense. That's how powerful Game Pass is. That that <laughs> yeah. wasn't even like a big thing. I was just like, okay, no, I can oh, see. Yeah.
0: it. yeah, yeah absolutely. Right, cool. No, I'm right. I'm right there with you, man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's it's. I think it's gonna happen eventually. I it might be a little early right now, but I think we'll get it on there. Uh, we we eventually. speculated a lot about the the. The, that news on
2: uh, this week's Xcast, And we talked about a, a couple of different uh, theories there, right? Of mm. like, you know, they've been doing the promise of like, you know, eventually we want to get to cloud gaming and having your entire library be available through cloud gaming and stuff like that. So maybe that was uh, something that they are testing out with uh, certain games like that. Maybe, you know, the bug is that, you know, they accidentally uh, showed early that those it's games like that were uh, being early. on Game Pass and stuff. And uh, we, we were talking about also like the line up of how it's interesting that like Soul Hackers 2 uh, launches later this month on the 25th I believe and that's the same week as Gamescom and, like, Microsoft mm. does have a presence at Gamescom. Like, the, do they do stuff there and stuff like that? So we talked about a, a, a few different theories and all that stuff. And it's, like, the reality of, like, would uh, ignoring the Game Pass but just cloud gaming, would Elden Ring even be, like, good enough on, on cloud gaming? We talk all about that and more on this week's x dot oh, yeah. youtube.com slash kind of funny games. Now on a new
1: day. That comes out on, on Wednesdays now. Yeah. And also, Soul Hackers 2 would make a lot of sense. You know, I think that would line up with uh, the push of Xbox trying to get more uh, Japanese games and promote them more. And then also, Atlas, right? Like, you're yeah. seeing the you saw the announcement of Persona coming to Xbox Game Pass on the Xbox stage. And I think it could make sense that, like, in uh, while having those talks, hey, let's also talk about Soul Hackers 2. Yeah. You know, that's going to be another game that kind of aligns with that. So, yeah, I, I, I would be surprised that as
2: well. Of like, we're getting Persona in like two months. This might be a good title to get more people introduced to like what an Atlas specific JRPG is, like what that loop is to get them, you know, prepared for getting even more hyped for Persona. And you just you see Sega, they just love every subscription service. Cause the Akuza oh, games yeah. are coming to PS Plus now. The Akaza games have been going on and off on Game Pass for like the last couple of years. Persona's Sega coming. Gets it. Yeah, Sega gets it. Sega gets it.
1: Last news story. Story number six: Metal Slug Tactics has been delayed to 2023. This is Sal Romano at Gamatsu, publisher. Oh, I always mispronounce this one. Dot emu, dotemu, Dotemu, uh, and developer. Lake here, studio, have delayed strategy RPG Metal Slug Tactics from its previously planned 2022 release window to 2023. Quote, Marco, Eri, Fio, and Tarma are tinkering away to make Metal Slug Tactics as explosive as possible on release, but the squad needs a bit more time in the shop to prepare for the battles ahead. End quote, Dotimu said in a tweet. Quote, see you in 2023. End quote. And Tim, this this is a story that I think Harkens to the idea that if a game doesn't have a release date Mm in 2022 but it has the window in 2022 just expect that game to get delayed i think at this point the the fall is mostly laid out like i'm sure there's a couple here and there like Mm -hmm. you know fucking um the devil and me uh dark pictures anthology i'm sure that's gonna actually come out but for the most part like the games that don't have dates you're not gonna see now tim gettys has picked up his phone
0: I just had a business call. Uh, Metal Slug mm. Tactics has been delayed because of God of War Ragnarok. They said they were, quote, <laughs> shocked and scared. Stop,
2: Tim.
1: Oh,
0: no! God! They're yeah. gonna take
2: it seriously, Tim! Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm. Oh, man. Mm. Tim, Tim, I'm really Tim excited. Soaking the fire. <laughs> I know. Hey, man. I'm taking hey, the man. stick. Taking the leaf, putting right it the together. Collab, baby. Fire! Uh, Metal Slug Tactics looks absolutely incredible, man. I hope this game knocks it out of the park. I love the look of it. I love the idea of... Metal Slug's always had such a great visual identity, uh, and taking the, the the normal gameplay that we know and love, and being like, you know what, fuck that, this is a tactics game, I think that there's a lot of potential here, man, because Metal Slug's one of the last examples of that like beautiful, hand-drawn-looking pixel art, and mm. I want to see this game succeed.
1: Yeah, it's a gorgeous looking game. and That's one of the ones where I talk a lot about how there are certain franchises that like, or certain genres that are harder for me to get into. And um, strategy, like top-down strategy, even whether real-time or turn-based, usually doesn't do it for me. And I've had it where Live Alive came out recently, and that has a combat system that is turn-based strategy, and that I really dug. Um, Mellow Slug Tactics has been one of the games I've been looking at as, all right, I might give this a shot. Even though I know inherently this isn't my type of shit, It just looks so good, and it looks fun, and I really want to you know, just hang out in that world. It just seems like a really cool-looking game, and I know people love Metal Slug.
0: Yeah, Metal Slug is is awesome, and it's a cool world. Uh, Two things I want to tell you, Bless. One is this is the type of game that I really wish was on mobile, and it might be. I don't even know, but like this is the type of game I want to lay in bed and just use my phone and just tactics away and have a good-ass time. Second Mm -hmm. thing I want to say, on my flight back, I told you I was going to play through at least the Caveman story. Oh, I I meant to follow up on this, yeah. And I did, and I did what a video game man again i think yeah. the visuals push it for me more than uh what i'm getting so far from the gameplay but i'm like you know what i'm i'm kind of into this i'm I'm enjoying it and what a what a gorgeous video game this is
1: god it looks so good and yeah it's one of those ones where like you know i when i was talking about it during during the review part of me was nervous that i was gonna like over-hype it or oversell it because it's not like a it's not a game that ever punches you in the face with like awesomeness and fucking incredibleness but it is one that is like after I got four or five stories in, I was like, dude, I've really enjoyed all these. Like, I can't believe how consistently good this video game is. It is just a very solidly made made game. And by the time you, you finish it, it's like, damn, they did something here. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, are you, planning, are you planning to continue it?
0: I'm going to continue. I, I feel like it's one of those things I'm a slow play over time that, like, eventually, probably in 2025, I'll have completely beat it. But, yeah, right now, my Switch is next to my bed. And it is one of my, before I go to sleep, I've just been playing a little bit here and there.
1: Oh, yeah. Did you did you get to check out Neon White?
0: I did. I was having issues where I played um a, a whole round of levels. God, I love that game. But I immediately yeah. was like, this I think is a mouse and keyboard game for me. Like I, yeah, I can see that, Tim. I, that it's a little sense. too twitchy for with the, the right stick. I just couldn't get the sensitivity right. But I'm like, I, I love everything about this there, game. There, there I were, love how corny it is. I love yep. the like the all the yes, anime yes, bullshit. Damn. I'm like, this is so perfectly stupid. I love that I couldn't too.
1: imagine playing it on Switch. That's why like I played it on Steam Deck and like the the analog sticks on Steam Deck, I think have an, an, enough. I guess, just, like, surface space, if that makes sense. Like, manu- I guess maneuverability um, that I felt way more comfortable, or I felt mm. comfortable with it. I, d- I never tried Neon White on the Switch just because I was like, I can't imagine. I—I
2: I, I, that, That's there. where I played it originally, and there are definitely, it's definitely doable, but once you get into the, like, the obsessiveness that, like, myself and or Jeff Grubb get into, which might be oh, uh, yeah. just another version of Tim Gettys. Yeah. Um, and you get into some of the later levels where you have to like shoot demons from all the way across the map with like a, a pistol and it's like a spec and stuff like that to like shorten your time. Like that stuff is just not doable on Twitch. And then that's when I moved over to Mouse and Keyboard Tim. And yes, it is Chef's Kiss on Mouse and Keyboard And that keyboard. is that is and the reason why I haven't Deck, done the Steam running stuff. I feel like it's uh, you know, it's uh it's definitely better than Switch, but better,
1: yeah, level. it's it's definitely playable and really fun. I beat the whole thing on Steam Deck, but I just I couldn't go after your your um, times because I I just knew because you guys were playing on mouse and keyboard and I was like the Steam Deck is great for playing Neon White but if you're speedrunning Neon White I do think you need mouse and keyboard.
0: Yeah, I was playing on the Pro controller on Switch and even that I was like it just doesn't yeah. it's not feeling right it's yeah. it's too twitchy I'm like I, I Andy got me to play Boomerang X last year and I'm like I that got me it gave me the itch man.
2: Yeah,
1: oh I'm gonna God. buy
0: it right now on Steam Deck and, and, or on, on yeah Steam. and go. like
2: you can. It, you can fast forward through like all the dialogue stuff, uh, that you've gotten through or not, uh, or not. Are you and enjoying you the just, dialogue stuff? I like it. I love that you're enjoying the story. Cause I feel like I'm the only one in the industry who enjoys the story. Cause everybody's like, yeah, I just fast forward through it. It just makes me sad. It They're just,
1: the sad. characters are so horny. It's like, I just, I down. just love how,
0: how wild and stupid it is. Like, it's like the perfect level of like, man, this is just dumbass fun, man. This is, it's the fast and furious type shit that yeah. I love so much.
1: Exactly. But, before we get out of this news story, you know, again, Metal Slug Tactics has been delayed to 2023. I'm looking at the rest of the year, at mm-hmm. least as far as games that don't have release dates. And honestly, there aren't that many like big uh slated titles, at least on my Blessing Super Fun Game release calendar, which is what I'm working off of, that don't have release dates. Uh The big one I'm looking at is Sonic Frontiers, right? And it seems like the big, the only event we have left really is Gamescom, opening mm-hmm. night live. There mm-hmm. is going to be a Sonic trailer at Gamescom.
0: Do we get the date there? You know, I, um I've, I've heard somewhere that December is the the target release date for that. Mm-hmm. And so I imagine that if they're trying to hit that, that Gamescom, we since we know we get the trailer there, I imagine that would be the place that we get the, the date announcement. Mm-hmm. My bigger question is, do they do it? Because I feel like it's more of a fiscal year situation for Sega where they need that money. They need that Sonic money, right? Yeah. But when's it going to happen? Wait, mm-hmm. where did I see this? I'm going to have to. Think about it. Maybe right. talk about it on different games daily.
1: Oh. Sorry, I, I just got a call. Um Somebody just told me that uh, Sonic Frontiers is getting delayed to twenty twenty three to get out the way of God of War Ragnarok. <laughs> they said they're very scared. They're like, oh, they, yeah. And the quote: "We're very scared." Gotta oh, go shit. fast away Whoa. from Ragnarok. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly how yeah. they said it. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, you hate to see it. Yeah. I mean, when I'm <laughs> when I'm looking at dates, right? The other ones, Little, little Devil Inside is still slated for 2022, and that's when I could see sneak out. But I'm also like, that's I can see that also just easily getting delayed in 2023. Yeah, for sure. And then like, I mean, there's some dumbass g- g- games here with dates or with a uh, windows for 2022. Tales from the Borderlands is slated for 2022 for some reason. That's not coming out in 2022. No. um Dark Pictures Anthology will come out. i will probably come out in October. Those always hit. Um, <laughs> Hogwarts of Legacy. I oh,
0: think I always big forget one.
1: about Hogwarts.
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That that's not coming out this year. You don't think so? Why? I, it, what's your in, reasoning for it? Because we haven't had any major updates in a while, and we're so close to the end of the year. I feel like I don't know. It's 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 kind of a gut feeling with just how late in the year uh-huh. we are with the continued kind of frustrations I imagine from the development team of just like the association that the IP that they're working with and, you know, the creator of that IP not being the, you know, the best um, and mm. them just trying to figure out what the hell they're going to do with it. Um, and maybe I'm, you know, completely wrong, but I just, I have a, I have a feeling that we're not getting that game this year. Mm
0: yeah no. I'm, I'm pretty 50 50 on it where it's like yeah, i don't have any evidence either way but it just it does feel late enough into the year that if it was coming this year we would have a date for it yeah which we don't point, right I, now right
1: uh we don't No, i think that is just 2022 and that's one that i think holiday, I'm with barrett. Yeah. yeah holiday that's one where i'm with barrett where i think god of war ragnarok probably is here. and this is not even me playing with the bit anymore i i don't know where you put uh, harry potter you could play mm-hmm. it in December, and I know, I know it, it's Harry Potter. It has the name, it has the the IP, and all yeah, that stuff. it could release I at any
2: point this, uh, in the year, and it'll it'll sell well because of how it'll big, sell
1: well. It'll be it, fine. Yeah, like, uh, but you know,
2: usually
1: I still games think God go of War Ragnarok
2: dominates. Uh, I do, I
1: do think you want to get out the
2: way of God of War no, Ragnarok. Right. Not th- that th- it's gonna like they ruin they the game or anything, but I, I do think that like I don't think they care. I think that is the one IP where they're like Harry Potter's big enough that like literally people who aren't gamers who might have access to a PS5 or an Xbox, like, they're gonna, they're gonna get this game because it's Harry Potter, and it's being able to explore that uh, castle, which is what people have wanted for years outside of the, uh, the original, like, uh, you know, games that were based off the movies and stuff, right? I, mm-hmm. That is the one IP that I think they're just like, yeah, we don't, we don't give a shit about God of War.
1: Now, uh, another game that is slated for 2022, Somerville from Jumpship, No date. I, Tim do you remember Somerville? The, the jump Ship essentially are the developers that spun off from play dead the inside studio and they're making a really a play and looking ass game that looks dope as hell has a lot of anticipation I'm really looking yeah. forward to it slated for
0: 2022 no no way not that a hits. chance <laughs> not a chance no yeah. way that hits yo I mean oh man 2023 y'all <laughs> 2023, is about to be 2023 is about to be fire until we're in august of 2023 and we're like yo 2024 though oh 2024 is about to and be we're sick. still we're still talking about <laughs> we're gonna same. get wolfenstein
1: we're, 3 uh, eventually
0: somehow still talk about gotham knights <laughs>
1: <laughs> tim i can't wait for 2023 but mm-hmm. that year of video games is just so far away if i want to know what's coming out to mom and drop
0: shops today where would i look the Official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny games daily show host each and every weekday.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Out today, we got Cult of the Land for PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Switch, and PC. Rumbleverse for PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Arcade Paradise for PC, PS4, PS5, Switch, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. I'm just gonna start saying everything. Curse the Golf for everything. Uh, Super Bullet Break for PC, PS4, and Switch. Rigid Force Redux for Android, and then Shin Chan, me and the professor on summer vacation. The endless seven day journey is out today for Switch. No joke. The game looks pretty cool. <laughs> I looked it up. I'm like, oh, I kind of want to play this.
0: New day Sh- for you, Shin Chan. I've never fully understood. Do you me know it either? It's, it's it's an anime. Because I remember it- watching it, and I I feel like it might have been. Do you remember MXC, Most Extreme Elimination Challenge? No. Where Spike TV took a Japanese game show and like overdubbed it and just made a bunch of jokes and shit. I mm-hmm. feel like Shin Chan had the same thing happen where they took a a innocent innocent Japanese anime yeah. and then just overdubbed it with a bunch of English bullshit. Because I remember watching it on I don't know what channel it was, but it was one of those late night things. You and saw I Dino remember. League. I remember being
1: like, "This, this is I shouldn't be seeing
0: this, man." Yes,
1: one hundred percent. I remember. I have the exact same memory, and it, like, it's it's. So far back in the trenches of my memories that I don't like recall fully because I think I conflated a little bit with Dragon Ball because I had some of that with Dragon Ball too. Oh yeah, I'd watch Dragon baby Ball. Goku. Yeah, little baby Goku was not. He was he was inappropriate sometimes. He his was doing things that like shouldn't there, have been. Yeah. His doinkers out, like he's <laughs> touching Bulma in weird spots, and I'm like, stop that, Goku. Stop I, it, Goku. I conflate Shin with that, and I think Shin was probably a similar situation where his dingling was out every now and then. Yeah. I'm like, why are you showing me this? Yeah. I'm watching it soon. Ding-a-lings. Uh, coming to... Oh, I thought you were talking about shin Chan. I guess the tingling is coming to... Fall. Oh, mm-hmm. Dragon Ball. I see where you're doing. I see mm-hmm. where you're taking the culture to. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> New days for you. Kirby's Dream Buffet is out on August 17th on Switch. Kitsune Zero, the prequel to the LGBTQ plus platformer Kitsune Tales, uh, dashes to Steam on September 12th. Tim, Burton, Tim Burton-inspired adventure Whateverland torments souls on PC on September 15th.
0: What and a then, great name. What, Whateverland? Oh, that's like awesome. That.
1: And then VR sword fighting game Altair Breaker uh, launches globally on August 18th. We got uh, one deal of the day for you. Really quick, Bless. I What's do up?
2: have another uh, out today. Uh, we you- have a new uh, Mario Party minigame uh, that is being sent to me through Corey Cudney, which is really interesting. Oh, look at
1: what Nintendo's <laughs> doing.
0: <laughs> Fucking love it. This <laughs> oh, is fantastic. So good. Shout Corey, out to Corey Cudney, Cudney, you are the GOAT. It's awesome. Uh, for audio
1: listeners, that's uh, it's the Bowser minigame like I was talking about earlier in the show, but it is. People <laughs> morphing Tim to look like Jeff Grubb It's fantastic. It. I Cutting, just love it. The GOAT. Uh, we got one deal of the day for you. For $30, uh, you can get Resident Evil 0 through 7 in the latest Tumble Bundle called the Resident Evil Decades of Horror Bundle. Uh, and your purchase of this bundle helps support direct relief and humanitarian uh, crisis relief efforts to help the people of Ukraine. So go over there, get a bunch of Resident Evil games for a good cause. Now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Rewrite in. Let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong so we can correct it for those watching later on YouTube and listening later on podcast services around the globe. We have just one from Nitro39 who says Spider-Man Miles Morales is coming in fall 2022 according to the PlayStation PC website. I appreciate the clarification on that. Tomorrow's hosts for Kind of Funny Games Daily are Tim and Gerard the Completionist. So get for that. That's going to be a fun one. If you're watching this live on Twitch right now, after this is Cult of the Lamb with Mike and Nick. If you want to catch that stream later, you can subscribe to YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Plays. Remember, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday live right here on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. And guess what? It is. A shit list. Yes! Today, Tim, Tim, we're going to be talking about the top 10 best Super Mario 64 courses ranked. Oh, yeah, baby! This is yeah. going to be a good one. This is going to be a great one for us. I know both of us fucking love those Mario 64 courses. So, oh, I love this. If you're on the silver level, patreon.com so it's kind of funny games. You get access to that. So stick around. Otherwise, until next time, game daily.